0: Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren. I have a lot of messages to address, so I'm going to go ahead and address them in the order they were received. And I'll apologize ahead of time that it has taken me a little while to get this episode out. I am really struggling to find time. And the problem is, when I find myself at the very end of the day with any time, I have no energy for anything. I've just been feeling really drained lately with all the school stuff with the kids and trying to do my job at the same time. And it's just a lot. So anyways, I do miss you guys. I do squeeze in podcasts here and there where I can. Uh, I have posted a couple of messages here and there. And I don't want anyone who has not received a message from me to feel like I don't care about your podcast. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, I just really I'll be brutally honest. Often I will look at the the length of an episode and go, "Ooh, I can squeeze that in here. So I'll pick that one to listen to. So I'm hoping to get a little bit more listening in this weekend. Wish me luck with that. All right, on to the first message.
1: Hey Liren, Spencer here. Really great to get a new episode from you. Um, Thinking about those poor girls, um, I'm just glad that they have you in their life. I know that you know as dysfunctional as their home life is if they have at least one adult that can model a a functioning relationship you know and show them some unconditional love that can make all the difference um and the and the house god that's you know that's crazy but I'm glad to hear that you are you know reading all the small print before you sign anything you and jeff deserve much better than this and um well i've I really meant to call in to tell you what i've been enjoying playing so i'll do that in a moment
0: thank you for your message spencer thank you for your kind words as well yeah you know it's so frustrating i mean about the house and you know i i, I think i've said before With my grandma and my grandpa being so good to us when we were little, and that really being a good example to me, I hope all the time that what we can give them is good enough. I know that I'm really struggling with just being out of mojo, man. (laughs) And the problem is sometimes when I'm out of mojo, I I have to sit there in silence and really pep talk myself through, not just barking at the kids, you know? Like I, that is just not the right thing to do, but it's really hard to do when you're running on empty. So anyways, I'm working on trying to figure out ways to refuel. Wish me luck with that. And thanks again for your kind words. So here is Spencer's next message about the games he's been playing.
1: So what have I been playing? Um, you may have heard a lot of discussion around the Call of Cthulhu game that um, Andy Goodman has been running. Um, Uh, around the the clash of play styles but um, that was really only a minor glitch in what has been a very entertaining game and even that wasn't really an issue within the session Um, Just (laughs) that's just, you know, the madness is ramping up there and I'm really looking forward to the next session Also been very much enjoying Old School Essentials being run by Dave Aldridge. And um, I don't think you would enjoy that. Death is always around the corner. The session before last, we lost a couple of uh, characters from the party. And um, yeah, I know that kind of stuff really stresses you
2: out.
0: Oh my gosh, Spencer. I know how much fun Call of Cthulhu is when Andy's running it. I actually played in a game that he ran where I played with Jason and Ian and Edwin and Barney from Local Ludus. Gosh, who else was in there? And me and Jeff. Is that everyone? I think that might be everyone. I hope I'm not leaving anyone out. Um, that was a fun game. You know, I know what you mean. And the thing is, you know, I mean, how often do you get to say the sentence, I can't wait until I go crazy, right? I mean, normally that's to be avoided. But anyways, I'm glad you're having fun. And you know, I, (laughs) yeah, you're probably right about the OSC game. I just, at the end of this, I'm gonna play some messages from Barney and talk about that a little bit. So I'll go into that more then. But um yeah, that probably is not my kind of game. As much as I would love to run, play in a game run by Dave, because I never have had the opportunity to do that.
1: Hey, Lira and Jay, just wanted
3: to say hi. And, uh, you know, I listened to you, Quarrencast 10, just wanted to say thanks for that. Um, I'm glad you're okay. I mean, I know things are tough. Um, but it's great to hear you. It's just great to hear you talk I've, I've called up. Um, Sorry about the house. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's sort of heartrending to hear about the uh, granddaughter, but you know, I think you're doing the right things. I think trying to help and distract her from the anxiety is a good strategy. Um, so, anyway, thanks for just sharing all of that, really. Gaming wise, me, I'm, I'm playing some uh, Mega Dungeon game, My Fire Citadel of the Dragon Kings in GURPS. I'm loving it, having a good fun with that. And I'm just starting to learn to play RuneQuest Clarantha, so that'll be an um, exciting exciting thing but um no I just want to say hi I hope you're well and I'll speak to you soon
0: hey Jay thanks for calling in and thank you for your kind words you know um you mentioned GURPS and my husband Jeff actually has a ton of GURPS books and ever since he was young my younger son has loved to look through them I think he has the whole stack in his room as a matter of fact and they cover so many topics You know, Jeff has said, even if you don't ever play the GURPS system, the GURPS books are a great reference for various things. Because there's just so many of them on different, you know, settings and and aspects of gaming. So, uh, also, oh, I know what else I see. I'm sitting here losing track of what I was going to say. Oh, my goodness. You mentioned uh, Glorantha. And that made me think of James Dunn from Those Feckin' Books. Do you remember his podcast? Um, The guy that was doing the motorhome. Uh, I remember him talking about that and loving that game. So that's really exciting. It sounds amazing. It sounds really complex. And it sounds like if you like to get your teeth into a game where you can build a character with, you know, lots of backstory and really, really um, get into it in between sessions, too, it sounded like that could be a really cool system. Anyway, I look forward to hearing you talk about it. I have to admit, I have been terrible about catching up on your episodes and I feel awful about that. I'm very sorry. You know, I have, as I said earlier, just been really picking by how long episodes are and it's been awful. So I'm looking forward this weekend to catching up on some longer ones because, you know, some of the podcasts that are longer, I enjoy just as much as the shorter ones, of course. I just don't have time to listen to them. So I hope to start with the newest one and work backwards just in case I don't get through very many. So I at least you know, feel reconnected in some way. So, anyways, thank you for your message.
2: Hey, Learn. hopefully there's a little better audio. It, I, I feel you on gaming. What I've done, you, you know, since I'm pretty much stuck on days now, which is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and with, a, you know, 60 miles, living 60 miles from work with a long commute, I've pretty much canceled all my night games. So, East Coast time, you know, I'm pretty much going to bed at 8 o'clock every night. <laughs> which kind of takes me out of the night game option. So I'm pretty much on UK time, pretty much on GMT time. Um so that's really cut into some of my gaming. Which which so I definitely feel you on the gaming and try to file on games. I will say with the Audio Dungeon, now that you know some a little bit of shakeups happened and Jose is kind of taking the reins. He's working on building that community back up. So maybe when you do venture back, you'll see a little bit of difference. I know Jose is working hard at that and you know we're trying to support him in that definitely
0: Jason sent me a really nice message before this one that the sound quality was pretty bad on it was just a personal one thank you very much for that Jason um this message about gaming you know i uh i know what you mean <laughs> about your schedule changing and it mixing everything up you know i i never thought that i would be in the situation i'm in now and um I I wish I could game more with some of the guys in England. I mean, I have had so much fun in the games I have played. And, you know, I've had a lot of fun with Jules, too. And she's in New Zealand. And figuring out a time to game with her can be really challenging. But I'm so happy that we've been able to figure it out. Because I really enjoy gaming with her as well. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Audio Dungeon. That was the other thing. You know, I need to dip my toe back in there. and, And I know I will at some point. Um... I just did not have the bandwidth for it for a while there. So I I hope it's better. I mean, it'd be great to have a hub where you could just throw a game out there and have a bunch of people who might or might not, you know, be able to play. That would be wonderful.
2: I've been so tired and busy and everything lately. I haven't really been able to get the enthusiasm I want up for the games I've been doing, right? So I'm running a boot hill play-by-post that I've been neglecting a little bit. I'm starting up a one-on-one play-by-post that's top secret. It's going to be a spy game, which I need to dig into. I'll try to do that tonight. And then I'm supposed to be running a Masters of the Universe, you know, He-Man, a a game based on that that, um, you know, because my work schedule got joggled because of something. I had to cancel the first session of that, so that'll kick off on October 3rd. And I'm running Barbarian's Lemoria in a Mythic Greek setting for Che Webster and his buddies over you know for like say on them and that's happening every other friday so that'll happen next friday but um yeah i think that's the main and i'm trying to get into dave aldrich and shandy andy's games when i can so but that's about the gaming i'm doing
0: i've actually thought about the play by posts because i have done something similar to that in the past the thing is, right now, I feel like I can barely keep track of what day it is, and I'm worried that if I committed to do something like that, that I would forget, or I would be slow, or I would be the holdup. So I don't feel like I have the bandwidth for that right now. But I am really glad that option is there, because I did have a lot of fun when I was doing that.
2: Not, of course, that's not counting. I, I am still playing in Carl Rodriguez's Cthulhu Invictus game, which is Call of Cthulhu and Ancient Realm, which is fun. And then he's going to run something after that. Hopefully I'll keep playing with that group, which is every other Sunday morning group. And Arlen Walker's running Sword and Scoundrel, which I'm playing in that, which is a Sword and Planet game, which is pretty fun. Um, Those are the main games I'm in, I think, though. So I don't know. Anyhow, hopefully Tigers, we're getting there. You know, the problem is Maddie is a little poop, and um, we're trying to – Keep him from teaching Tiger bad habits, like jumping up and all, because we never broke Maddie of it, because he's just a little forty-five pound dog, so we never bothered, which is now causing us ripples. But we're working on it. Tiger's a very lovable dog, very nice dog. um So we're working on. It. Hopefully, you'll hear them all bark in the background soon enough. But yep, hang in there. Take care. And I'll talk to you soon.
0: Well, it sounds like you're getting some gaming in, and I'm really happy to hear that. I'm sorry your schedule has been such a mess, but hopefully things will settle down soon. I'm also really happy to hear that Tiger is working out. I know what you mean about not having broken bad habits with one dog and then another one coming in and being like, whoops, that was, you know, this is causing a problem now. (laughs) We have been there before. So right now we are down to two dogs and two cats. And, you know, in the past we have had as many as four dogs and four cats at a time. And I, I don't really miss those days. I love animals. Don't get me wrong. But life is so much calmer when you don't have four dogs. And not having four cats, much more things stay on the counters and uh, on any flat surface that a cat can jump onto. The two cats we have now are elderly, so they can't really get up on counters or tables or anything like that, luckily. So uh, we don't have to deal with too much of that. When we get the new house, notice I'm still saying when, not if, because, you know, hope still burns. <laughs> we have told our son that we would consider maybe getting him a kitten because... When his cat died of heart failure, he was just so heartbroken. And as much as I want to do that, if he wants it, I sincerely hope he doesn't because I really don't want to deal with a kitten again. It's not that I don't like cats. It's just that it's really nice not to have to worry about training something not to jump up on my counters. All right, back to messages. Thank you for calling and leaving messages, Jason. So now I'm going to begin two sets of messages from Barney over at Loco Ludus.
3: Hi Leah, and it's Barney. Just a message or so to say thank you ever so much for playing in my playtest session. And thank you for your messages, which I'm still saving. I'm still working on whatever episode that is gonna be. And I really enjoyed hearing what you said about the session on Spencer's show. Or it was you know, it was interesting. So um I guess I'm partly sorry for stressing you out, but isn't that incredible as you talk about the the impact that the games can have on our thought processes and our feelings? I think my general tendency as a GM is to always want to create that, some kind of sense of urgency, some some thing some things going on that 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 drive the story forward i don't like people to feel adrift if you like which is not to say that it's not completely open what or pretty open what they can do right just that there's this, there's a sense of urgency so i take it that that was successful as much as um the setting, or anything else.
0: Thank you for your messages, Barney. I really appreciate you taking the time to send them. Uh, I have actually a couple of times tried to record responses to this and and I wasn't really happy with how they turned out so I deleted them. So this time I decided I'm recording it and I'm hitting send and I'm just gonna, you know, make it happen. So here I am. So uh, first of all, you know, I, I, I do want to point out that I absolutely loved playing with you and Spencer and Colin. I I felt like a total fangirl. I don't know if you know what Cirque du Soleil is. Uh, I've actually been to like four different shows of Cirque du Soleil. And I've sat in the audience and I have heard just epic music. And you know, uh, the one that sticks out the most in my mind was Duralyon. Uh When I went to Duralyon, there are two singers and... You can see them the whole time, and they are just belting it out on some of it. Some of it is ethereal and beautiful, and there's aerialists, and there's scarf dancers, and there's contortionists, and there's people just doing amazing physical feats, and 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 I sit there just kind of in awe, and it's funny because when I'm in a good RPG, I kind of feel that way, you know? I kind of sit there and go, man, like, that is a very creative person, and, and I just, I, I mean, not to overhype it, I don't, I'm not trying to put pressure on anyone here, but that's kind of what I felt like in that play test, like sitting there playing with you guys. Um, it's happened to me a couple other times too. You know, there's, there's some people I have gamed with that are just amazingly um, uh, uh, creative. A- and it's a beautiful thing to see. So I absolutely had a wonderful time in that game. And, and yes, I enjoyed it very much. Okay, now let's get to the third message.
3: My last thought is something that I find really interesting. So having heard that you had these stressful feelings, I also remembered that throughout the session, we were having a right old time laughing, chatting about how the the dice pool would work, um, all of those kinds of things. So in a way, the game was quite jovial and upbeat at the same time. Now, maybe... Maybe you'd say things were slightly different. But my my takeaway point here is that I think you had that feeling of stress and you had the feeling of fun and kind of relaxed play. So all of those things can coexist. That is the thing I find totally brilliant. Bye. See you.
0: I know what you mean. But I've played in quite a few games now and I have to say that they don't have to contain that that constant stress of is my character going to die? Is my character going to die? Is someone going to die? You know and and uh, this is kind of the point I wanted to get at because I feel like and this is where I'm hesitant to say out loud what I'm about to say. I don't want anyone to be like I don't want her playing in my games because, you know, they're going to be worried about whether, you know, how I'm feeling at any point. Because if something goes too far, I will definitely say it. Certainly when we were playing that game, it's not like anything went to the point where I wasn't having fun. That isn't what I'm saying. But I will say that uh, in other games I played where it's not just constant death, death, death is right around the corner. I I was much more able to relax and enjoy myself. So uh, I... And the thing I'm hesitant to say is that as much as I don't walk around spouting stereotypes about um, gender roles or ages or or even geographical stereotypes, I will say that having now read a bunch of games because I looked at a lot of PBTA games trying to figure out what game I might want to run for my first game back before all of this happened when you know I became like a full-time teacher (laughs) as well as trying to do my job so who knows when that's going to happen now but I did read a lot of them and I did see a very uh noticeable difference between games written by men and games written by women you know there's not a lot of games written by women certainly not a lot of OSR games written by women Uh, there might be additional things written for it but I haven't seen very many that were written by women and and I have to say, uh, uh, I just wonder if that is just the reason why. I mean, I wonder if it isn't that guys find that constant peril of of possible death and the whole rescue scene and all of that. Uh, um, I don't know, less stressful. A uh, uh, less less stressful isn't the right term. See, I wish I could think of a better word than stress. Um, uh, they see it as intense without the the feelings of um i don't know almost nurturing that come up in me that make me go oh my gosh i have to do everything in my power to make sure nobody dies and maybe it seems silly to you that that i have those feelings about characters in a game but but i do and and thinking about playing that game and the fact that you know right at the beginning of that game we were immediately in peril that was probably the longest amount of time in a game I have been in a situation where my character and every other person in my party, both Spencer and Collins characters, were in peril the whole time. And um, I, I, I don't say that to be like, oh, my gosh, that was terrible. But I will say that uh, while I don't have any problem with like occasional pushes of, whoa, something dangerous is happening, you got to handle this. I It was a lot, and by the end of it, I, I realize when I think back on it that um, the whole time I, I had this just undercurrent of stress about any or all of us could die at any minute. So uh, And realize I hear, you know, after over a year of listening to OSR podcasts, I hear people talk about how awesome it is that people could die at any second, and isn't that great, and ooh, I TPK'd my whole party, isn't that awesome, And and I really... Find myself sitting back and going, okay, well, okay, that's really not my kind of game then. So it isn't about that there can't be danger involved, and it isn't like it has to be an RPG about rescuing kittens. Certainly, that isn't where I'm going with this. I just, I feel like as a woman, I am well trained to, uh, to fit in and not ruin someone else's fun. And I felt like you guys were having a great time. And and in hindsight, I wonder, like, should I have spoken up about how I wished that there had been more gameplay involved that wasn't about, hey, any second any or all of us could die? In the moment, I thought, I'm not doing that. Everyone will think I'm a wimp or, you know, or or I'll get the girl card, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's right. There was a girl in the game, you know, but I... I feel like it's important that I say aloud that it did affect me. And, and I hear people say they wish their wife played games and they wish more women played games. And, and I wonder if, if people were able to recognize that factor and, and maybe figure out a way to play a game that isn't just about, ooh, can somebody die every second? Or, you know, having the goal of TPKing their whole party be such a joyous occasion. I don't know. And and realize I am not saying that's the wrong way to do it at all. I mean, there's no wrong, bad fun going on here. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I did find myself feeling like my woman training kicked in where I was like, the boys are having fun. Girl, don't spoil the boys fun. You keep all that to yourself. You play along because that's what us girls do. And um, I don't know, I guess I, I really thought to myself, Maybe it would be helpful if I said that out loud so that all you guys who are like, I wish that my wife would play. I wish that my more women would play might understand that um, that can be a factor.
3: Hi, Liren. I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed your messages to Jason about player agency. And so I thought I would just respond a little bit. Um, I guess also a kind of little message to... uh, so Jeff, to begin with, I'm really excited to play with Jeff. Again, we played in Cthulhu, of course, with Andy, um, because that the way he would GM is basically how I do it too, and it's also kind of how I teach. Um, and without getting into it very much, the thought that I just wanted to to make is, I don't think I can really do it any other way. So cognitively, that is where I need to, that's how I need to model, perform the games or my lessons or whatever. So it's less a case of saying, oh, well, I think I'm going to play it very open. It's, it's actually more fundamental than that, which is, that's the way I can imagine to do it. That's the way I can carry it through. The other thing I wanted to say is about role-playing friends, and I've realised recently that what they really offer me is an opportunity to continue with this very cerebral activity that's fantastical, um, rulesy, mechanical... um, structured continue all of that whilst in the company of other people which is very hard um other in other settings
0: hey barney i know jeff is really excited to play in your game that is like his favorite setting i know i've talked a lot on my podcast about the blood and snow game he ran and when i told him about the game that we played he was like oh that sounds awesome so i know that he's very much looking forward to playing in your playtest, and you know I understand your point. That makes so much sense. I mean, yeah, I think that how how people GM, like, if you just naturally do it the way that feels right to you, which, I mean, I would think would be how most people would do it. <laughs> I'm sure that's how most people do the first one at least until you do some research and realize there is any other way to do it. I mean, how how would you know otherwise? Um, or if you've played in a bunch of games, I guess. I guess what I'm thinking of is like somebody who starts out when they're young and they run a game for their friends or whatever, you know, so they haven't really looked online to know how other people GM. But um, yeah, I see what you mean. Like so much of it is about like how a person... Um, does something or, or, you know, find some joy in it or how they operate naturally. And it's not like you automatically go, Oh, there's all these different ways to operate. Which one will I choose? <laughs> I mean, I would imagine at some point after you've been gaming for a while, there's people that go, I really feel like playing a game that's crunchy. I, and, you know, I hate using terms like that, because some people think that's a swear word, but I don't mean it as a swear word. I just mean it is involving lots of dice and rolling dice and dice making decisions. And other people might go, okay, I'm feeling more loosey-goosey, and uh, instead of having to roll for event outcomes, I would rather tell an interesting story together and go more with a narrative game, you know, like a PBTA game or something like that. And um, I, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, and I, you know, that's really why I was thinking about what I said about, about, like, there being some kind of scale or something,
3: The last thing that I wanted to say is to do with your podcast episode, which I'm very excited to hear about. It sounds to me like you want to set out a manifesto. So it's yeah, it's what you consider to be important and interesting. And the reason that I that I sense that, or the reason I would put it that way, is because that's something that I am also working on, and that also hasn't materialised yet, it's little scraps of paper um, with a few points jotted down. And I think when one puts forward a manifesto, you completely circumvent any, or potentially, any criticism of other people. You're simply saying, what means something to you? All the best, see you, bye.
0: Oh my goodness, I want to write a manifesto? That sounds almost ominous. No. Of course, I you know, I know the word manifesto is not itself ominous, but of course when you say manifesto, I think of communist manifesto and goodness knows some people think that as a swear word. Anyways, um I look forward to hearing more about what you mean. I I would love to have a further discussion with you about that. Um I think You know, for me, if I understand correctly, like the connotation of what you said without, you know, before we have any further conversation about this, I do feel like it could be really helpful to be very clear about um, how you plan to run a game before you run it, you know. But the problem is you also don't want to ruin the mystery, right? And I don't mean sharing every detail of the story or how the tale is going to go or whatever, you know. I more mean like how open is it that people are going to come up with some really cool idea and it's possible that the GM is going to completely derail wherever it was headed and go some interesting new direction just because of some cool idea that came up, you know? Anyways, I hope you and I can have a further discussion about this manifesto thing because um, I'm actually very interested in talking to you about that further. So maybe we can set that up. Okay, so there are the messages that I have. Thank you so much for calling in, you guys. That always makes me feel good. You know, I, I, what I do is I have them rolling around in my head and I'm mulling over what I'm going to say, you know, so um, thank you very much for that. I hope, you know, I'm, it's so funny to me now because I'm like, I'm just going to hit publish on this and stop fretting over it. Like I always say, I just hope whatever I have said here doesn't make people go, Ooh, I don't want her in one of my games because I, I'm not trying to be critical of anyone. I guess really, like I said, in my response, I'm really just thinking it might be helpful to people who I have heard many times say they wish that their wives would play or they wish that, you know, women, more women would be involved and they don't understand why they're not. Maybe that could shed some light on the mystery. I don't know. (laughs) I would also encourage all of you guys to give a different kind of game a try. I mean, have an open mind uh, about it. You know, Uh, it's not um, I I think that some people are really intimidated by narrative games, just like I was really intimidated by non-narrative games before I played some, you know. So I would encourage you to give them a try. I would also encourage you to just give different GMs a try because I have played with a bunch of different GMs now and it's really fascinating to me, the different styles and I have enjoyed them all. I mean, one time at a conference that I have a GM who I felt like, wow, that is a very rigid person. Like they had a very definite idea of exactly where every single thing was going to go and that was where it was going to go. And it's not like that's a bad thing. It's just a different style of GMing. But um, I don't know, you know. I'm. It really has surprised me over the gaming I've done, Uh, and I, most of it has been online in the last year, you know, for obvious reasons. But um, and before that, I didn't gain that much. Yeah, I just didn't have the opportunity. So, so it's really going to be interesting to me to get back to gaming in person. You know, if we ever get our new house. See, I just said if, didn't I? When we get our new house. I'm hoping to put together some kind of in-person group, even if it's just once a month or something, just to be able to look some people in the face while I game with them, you know? (laughs) So, wish me luck with that, too. All right, this has dragged on long enough. Thank you very much for listening. I hope everyone is doing well. As always, I'm happy to hear about whatever game adventures you're having right now. I would love to know. You know, we're really enjoying Siren. We had our second episode that was a lot of fun. Um, I I will say that we had a player not there, and the GM did not play that player's character. And in that game, every person has a psychic power, and I feel like the adventure would have gone differently with that psychic power present. So I did find myself thinking, hmm, that would have turned out differently if the other player had been there. Not that that's a bad thing, just that I was wondering if I should have spoken up and been like, hold on, can we do something different until everybody's here if the GM isn't going to play that character Just because I will always wonder what would have happened if that other power had been present for what happened in our adventure. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, I hope you guys are all enjoying yourselves. Uh, You know, we're playing in Barney's playtest. Jeff and I both as players, which is going to be a lot of fun. And pretty soon here, we're supposed to wrap up the last episode of the, um, I want to say it's Pope Cthulhu that Andy's running that we're playing in. Uh, Jeff and I are both players in that as well. Uh, I love playing in games where him and I are both players as much as I love when he GMs. So that's always a lot of fun. Uh, good luck finding new games to play, guys. And um, if I ever manage to get together a first game I'm going to run, you know, I'll I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes if that ever even starts going forward again. And as always, if any kind of house update pops up, I promise there will be an episode. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Talk to you soon.